The following episode of the Carnival of Randomness is sponsored by an important message to you, the people from Upsitnik and Associates. Every day there are forces that are taking from you, stealing from you. Your money, your time, your freedom. Immense faceless corporations, banks, credit card companies, insurance providers, government agencies, this list goes on and on. When you are under attack and facing crisis, turn to us, Upsitnik and Associates, attorneys for you, the people. When every day becomes a battle, we can advise and assist. We have been advocates for 40 years. Email us through UpsitniksLaw.com or call us at 1-866-391-3299 or reach out to us through Upsitnik and Associates on Facebook for a prompt, no-obligation communication and consultation. Don't be pushed around. With the clang of the power cord, we echo in another episode of Carnival of Randomness. And maybe for this episode, you could just call me Rat and you could call Zach Fink. <laughs> I, oh, okay. And we want to get the ambiance of this one. We're rolling around in a custom-made dragster from Ed Big Daddy Roth himself because we're going to be talking to some badass rock and roll, some old-school fun, with Steve Litvak from Tombstone Hands. Hey, what's up, man? I say one thing off the bat. You're on the hog's wall. I'm the hog's wall and the hog's bathroom. That's see, you mean people could like pee and see you. Only, only the staff. It's like the executive washroom. There's actually a picture of us framed at our very first time we played there inside. That does not say something about the gig, does it? They no, they bathroom. wanted us back. <laughs> oh, <laughs> it should be the one where like you're looking down, pointing like ah. It's almost like saying you were the shits. No, oh. it's, I took it as a compliment. That's really cool. But they really like our band. Actually. But tell us a little about your band and stuff. And you, I know you have a radio show as well. Yes, sir. Well, the band's the Tombstone Hands, and we're an instrumental power trio. Yes, the one I must interrupt. One of the only bands I can audition for is a singer and maybe make it. Well, we've only had one person we let up on stage, and that's Armand, <laughs> because he asked, and he's been just like so wonderful to us and Bruce that, you know, I didn't even think. I just said, "Yeah, no problem. You're in." What did he sing though? <laughs> that's classic. I was <laughs> I was thinking maybe like "Hidden Charms" by Link Ray, because that's how he like, you know, first came to like us because he heard us playing Link Ray stuff in the store, but. He picked a lot of lovin' by uh, Gene Vincent, and he didn't know the words. I would have thought he would have picked something he was familiar with, but no, not Armin. He uh, came with his notebook of lyrics. <laughs> it was pretty surreal, but we, we pulled it off. It was really cool. We did it at our uh, our radio station benefit last summer at I-Square, and Armin has a show. In fact, I follow him on Saturdays, so... That's very good. It's, I've been, I've been to the. If anybody hasn't been to I Square for some of those shows, and I must say the one thing about that too, you can even park fine. Right, right. I like everything about it. That's the new renovation by the House of Guitars. Oh, okay. In the back. I, I wasn't sure. Though I do was. miss. I don't know if you've been there years ago. There was this old styled store called Clem's that used to have sugar lollipops. <laughs> the guy looked like a character out of like an underground comic or something. It was a where little, was it was like it? a real, if you went around where Merce was, it was like yeah. a little store that had those little sugar lollipops, and the guy just looked, you swear he came out of something like from the big book of underground comics <laughs> or something. <laughs> I don't know how I missed that, because I've been going there since, you know, 15 or 16. There was a little hole in the wall. Who knows? I'm going to shut it up. No, off. don't uh, worry. This is live. This is. Well, that's that's like my radio show. Shit happens. But, yeah, but how did the band form and all this? The band formed 
this is actually pretty interesting. I jammed with Dennis Jones, our bass player. Um, geez, I must have been like 18. And, so two years ago. Yeah, just a couple of weeks back. And it didn't work out, but he really was impressed that I played Pipeline like Johnny Thunders. That's where I learned it. And I remember him as being this older guy that was, you know, taller. He had a really cool um, precision bass, uh, an old Sunburst one, and a Showman amp. And he just, you know, had the shit. And that was the end of that. And uh, about 10 years ago, he met, he hooked up with our drummer, Brian, and they went through various guitar player singers trying to form a old school power trio. And somehow he got my name and number. Oh, there was some, some something on Facebook about Scorgies, and someone brought up my name. Oh, the Scorgies reunion. Yeah, maybe. yeah. And, yeah, and, my brother's band played in there. He's in New Math. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. so that was yeah, like I 2008. Saw them, I saw them a million times. Yeah, I, did. I was underage, but I got in because of that Scorgies and all those other shows. Right. But yeah, that, that two, yeah, because we hooked up around 2009, because this is our 10th year. So he was like, that's the kid that played Pipeline. So he brilliantly looked in the phone book. There's only two lit facts, my mom and ours. He called. He's like, I don't know if you remember me, but I'm like, oh, my God, yeah. And Dennis is my connection to the band because I've known him for years as well. And I think I met him at one of the Fandango at the Tango events. Yeah. We used to start talking. But one thing that stands out is one time at Record Store Day at Archive, he tried to convince me of the greatness of their satanic majesty's request. <laughs> and he kept going on about this as an underappreciated great album. Well, it does have its moments. I like it, but not their best work. I know. And I'd I think they told you, but that was like one of my impressions. <laughs> <laughs> well, I continuously get on his case about loving you too. <laughs> I, don't, I just don't. But if anybody ever bought a phone within the past five years, you are guaranteed you too. Anybody remember that? There was phones that came with YouTube music already put into it. Oh God! And you could it was like Skype. You couldn't get rid of it. Really? Yeah. I don't know if they had like some deal with the phone manufacturer, but it came with like two YouTube albums. I on knew it. that Bono was an evil son of a bitch. Oh I just God, knew he it. does it for disturbing children. Don't you know? <laughs> but one of the things, that, you know what? That'll bring up something about concerts a little bit, just for fun. I remember. I think what turned me to the dark side of music and the fun stuff was when I was a kid. My neighbors and their dad was good-hearted, but he had tickets to go see Up with People. Which, if you've never heard of, don't. It's like this weird Christian group. I kind of remember. I I think I turned, I think I put on Road to Ruin right after. (laughs) And I still, for one of the best concerts I actually saw, though, just for humor factor, at the festival tent, Black Oak, Arkansas, Jim Dandy came on. He was crocked and shit and fell off the stage. Really? This was like 19, I would say, 88 or so. Oh, okay. But he came on. He was, he looked like a real old David Lee Roth. Fell off the stage. Well, yeah, David Lee Roth. But looked, you do you have know, any? Told... Except, okay, you got Dennis on that. When you have any guilty pleasures, like for music, like that. Oh yeah, seventies. Um, you know, like top forty pop shit. Because it's <laughs> you know, I was a kid, and yeah, that's probably the guiltiest pleasure. You rocked I have. out to kung fu fighting at some point, didn't you? What kung fu fighting? I remember that. But then Oz so... gave nothing to the Tin Man. They didn't already have. Yeah, there the you horse go. With no name. Yeah. Yeah. The wreck of the Ella Fitzgerald. Night Chicago died. <laughs> it was all those Billy Don't Be a Hero. Yeah, yep. Damn this shirt. There's a shirt. Seasons in the Sun was a big one. Yeah, that supposedly. I never got to the, the root of the facts. But supposedly, <laughs> Link Ray plays the tremolo guitar in that. I've never heard that. I've one. heard it that, for years. 
I don't think so, but it's 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 fun to pretend. That's one actually I've talked about in terms of music. The whole really you really got me thing. Now I said I read a book by, about Jimmy Page recently. Right. They said he was in the studio for that, but he right. probably didn't play. No. But then he was on Gray. He was on Can't Explain by the Who. But they don't know if that cut got released. Right, and he, no, he actually did supposedly play. I can't think of what Kink song, but just some rhythm guitar. But originally it was like, oh, you know, Jimmy Page is playing the lead on You Really Got yeah. Me, and no. But what got you into this type of music? God. Um, he did? That's very good. Yeah, very he, he's wonderful, <laughs> considering I don't believe. But... He's like, Steve, I don't care if you don't believe, play Rumble. <laughs> That's it. Well, actually, I was told by a uh, nun that I had a God-given talent. I almost got kicked out of class with because of an Ozzy album. So... <laughs> <laughs> no, actually, it started, I guess... TV and movie themes when I was really little. I mean, I always dug. I mean, I grew up in the late 60s and the 70s, so you had Hawaii Five-0. Oh, wow, 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 wow. All these, you know, the good, the bad, and the ugly. And then, you know, discovering Elvis and the Beatles through their movies, actually, when I was really little. For some reason, I don't know, you grew up around here? Right. Yeah, Henry yeah, you, Adam, did you that's uh, move out if you're there. He's there. Yeah, <laughs> that's where I am. It was the country when I lived yeah. there. But one of the things, for it's, some reason... Some parts are still yeah. kind of... For some reason, when I was a kid, I don't know why, XXI would have Yellow Submarine on on 4th yeah. of July. And I, that's where I got... We would actually... My friends and I would play it after. Someone would be the Blue Meanies. <laughs> that's where I got into it. And I always be going around. I got a hole in me pocket. Really? And, and I went down we owe them five bucks Gold now. Circle. <laughs> I went down to Gold Circle. He's Gold dead. Circle. Gold Maybe Circle. She ain't. Oh yeah, that's right. Yoko's coming to get us. Yeah, any minute. But I got the to get the album, the blue one with the blue album in it. And I went from there. And my brother had a couple of their old ones, the Yesterday and Abbey Road. I just started getting. Then John got shot, of course. Right, right. I had the Yellow Submarine. It wasn't Matchbox. It was like an English company. It had wheels. It was. I wish I still had. It's probably worth a four. Corgi, oh, but... I think, was the company. I remember that was like the coolest thing. A little little yellow submarine on wheels. I used to push around. If you guys remember this one, my dad actually found it somewhere and gave it to my sister as a Christmas gift a year or so ago. An old Beatles board game. Wow. I think probably from the. I would say maybe late sixties. Yeah. And I can't remember what it is, but it was a complete old school Beatles board game in a box, and she has it. And I'm like, God, that's got to be worth something. Yeah. Oh, people collect Beatles stuff like crazy. <laughs> because oh. it was like the old clean cut Beatles, not the we went to India Beatles. Right, right, right. One of the things that I was going to say, too, is I really do think this kind of music's timeless. Now, you hear that phrase a lot, but I think if it's good, it's going to last. Yeah. And I have one story I said about House of Guitars where Dick Dale came. Right. I went and met him, and it was one of so those stories. I. I got there early, two we hours late. just missed our, each other. Two hours late. Ah. I'm second in line, and you know Dick Dale's got the gift of gab. Well, yeah. So I started talking to him. He invited. He ended up inviting me over his house in Big Sur. But we were done. But I had a mojo, and he's looking at it, going, "Why don't we have this?" And he signs like, "Oh, what'd you get?" So I said, "I'll give it to you if you want." You know. And he started going on. And I talked to him every time I go to the bug jar or anything. It's you, Link Ray. So he started giving me the history of how he learned to play that type of guitar and what he said was because he played left-handed right started like that and i think he was like he's lebanese he got into like a lot of right like, middle eastern. Middle eastern music and he was going on people looking by at me behind me like i'm gonna kill this guy. yeah <laughs> because but what's cool was seeing these young kids behind me they had to be just in high school 
and it got me that hey, you know, they're probably the outcasts in the thing, but they're oh, cool, yeah. you know, they're Definitely. cool, man. They, but I always got called a loser in high school because I had my Iron Maiden stuff up and everything <laughs> while everybody's got their journey stuff. <laughs> Listen oh. to some good music. Oh, I used to get crap from having Ramones t-shirts when all you know, everyone was into the dead and Genesis and all this other horse shit. Well, and I, I was like, yeah, all right, we'll see who lasts. Well, lasts, now, lasts. Now, now you'll go see their shirts at Target and everything. Oh, yeah, like in the that. mall. Well, now it's, yeah, all these retro... Touring shirts that are like right. 75 80 dollars. Like, really? You didn't want them when they were really touring, and now you want them all of a sudden. But yeah. I had one of my big bands was always in was Jeffrey Lee Pierce and Gun Club. Gun Club, and I loved them, so I would try to make CDs for people. And my response in high school is, "Rob, that CD sucked." And it's like, fight me. <laughs> yeah. Oh man, I love Fire of Love is one of the greatest albums I ever picked uh, up. House on Highland Avenue, one of the best. They, they were all soon. good, but but it's one of those I try to push it at people. That and Rocky Erickson. Did you see him at Scorgies? No, I never saw. Oh him. man, that was incredible. No, yeah. I did see Lux when he like got himself with the pens. They saw Captain Sensible when his pants fell down. He kept playing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the captain, he didn't care. He just he kept playing from the damned. That's dedication to the craft right there. Well, he's a dedicated. He's still doing it, too. Yeah. They're last, they just put an album out a year ago. It's it's excellent. Yep. But Townsend, Pete Townsend said, like, Link invented Rob, basically the power chord, rock and right. roll. Right, yeah. Yeah, he's the, the, the godfather of noise and everybody <laughs> <laughs> but that's for the kind of stuff though and it's like i think it's still popping I mean, well around here we have a lot of like surf bands and this kind of thing and there's an audience for it yeah sort of... unfortunately the club owners don't think that though what there's no singer yeah. uh no. how can you be a band without yeah. a singer yeah, no, a singer who's gonna sing the skinnard song <laughs> oh, okay. Who's gonna well, sing you know, Freebird when the crowd yells for it? You know, a lot of these instrumentals have lyrics from the back. They lost straight checks in Elmwood D. Dickerson, right? And they right. do. They did a lot they, of stuff with yeah, singers. like Perfidio. All these others, they actually have lyrics back in the old days. Yeah, well, we do like yeah. instrumental versions of like Elvis songs. We do Ring of Fire. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, most people when they see us. If they don't already like know what we're about, we've never like cleared a room, thank God. <laughs> and usually, I always get a couple of people after where they were like, you know, it was like weird. The first two or three songs were like, there's no singing, and then they forget. They just get into well, it. Well, I admit, okay, I admit my night to be my evite when Link Ray came to play Water Street, and I knew about him a lot. Right. But I know he did, I think, an album Guitar Man where he actually sings. Oh, he sung on yeah, a lot of stuff. Yeah. With the Raymond and everything. Yeah. But I remember going in there, and I'm sitting there, and he's playing. When's he going to start singing? <laughs> <laughs> he's going to go. No, he's going to. He always, yeah, he always does like an Elvis ballad or two. Yeah. That was always a big thing. Yeah, like, God, but... this 15-minute intro has been incredible, but... When's the lyrics, right? <laughs> but people really forget what back in the day music didn't really have lyrics. I mean, they did. Yeah, but a lot didn't. Instrumentals like, ruled the airwaves. And I mean, even even pre airwaves, like the classical music, not much of that. You know, in right. the classical days had lyrics. I know some did, but they were never sung. Right. Well, they jazz, had like, big band, yeah. a lot of instrumental stuff. Especially there. all big band. I like that stuff. I do too. Like Benny Goodman, I, yeah. like, I like that stuff. Now, what's was... been fun in terms of adapting to instrumental, like some songs with lyrics, like you said, you did Ring of Fire. Yeah, 
something like that, anything else? Like, would you have a dream when you think would be kind of funny? Like, maybe like YMCA or something? That might be pushing it, but I was working on uh, Dreaming by Blondie. Because my drummer loves, uh, what's his name? The, the drummer, Burke. Clem Burke. No, your drummer? Oh, he's not. He's on here. Yeah, is he? no. Oh, yeah, Clem, the drum- he, he's oh, really Clem Burke in disguise. <laughs> he just puts his fake beard on <laughs> and uh, goes about his business. But yeah, I, 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 I remember to start working on that again. It kind of got pushed aside. But I thought that would be a great song. It's got that great drum beat. I have a thing about that, about sometimes like the idea of like film remakes. It's like instead of remaking something good, take something that's a piece of crap and make it good. I say that all the time. And I, one of the things, one of my favorite, <laughs> this is not an instrument, one of my favorite versions of any song is the Super Suckers Easy Like Sunday Morning. The sale on, I mean, I'm, it's live. It, I've never heard it's of it. It's on Devil's Food. It's on their special yeah. outtakes thing. Really? And they take That's it, they turn it into too. a really sweet country song. And I, I think they just take it and they make it and they make it their own. Wow. And they also do the Eastbound Down. Yeah, that I can see. They're a great band. And I love when bands do that one. Why are they doing this song? Wow, they really did it. It's like priests doing diamonds and rust. Right, right, right. So like that, I just think it's something. Why not take a crappy song, do like a Kelly Clarkson song, <laughs> but a bump in a power ballad form? Yeah, I think or do a polka song. My dad would love that. Wow. Actually, I sat in. Me and Brian were talking. We did our last interview for our CD from with Frank DeBlaze. He mentioned something about polka, and Brian originally played in a polka band in Syracuse when he was young, <laughs> and my first gig. In 20 years, right before uh, our band started, I sat in with a polka band one afternoon. <laughs> one thing I like, and it was fucking great. I, I had rem- such a great time. I can't remember what polka CD I have, but they did a really That's good kielbasa. Co- no, I. It was either that or maybe the Steel City Brass, but they did um, a cover of Bad Moon Rising. No, wait, that was Dr. Kilbasa, wasn't it? Yeah. Dr. Kilbasa. Yeah, Dr. Kilbasa from the album, I believe it's Tastes Like Chicken. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> they did a really good cover of Bad Moon Rising. Wow. It was really good. And one thing I like to ask about any bands and experiences on the road, what have been some of your more interesting gigs? Like, is anything like some mishap, something interesting, something? Oh, the best is, yeah, this is, this was epic, man. There we go. Roy Buchanan, when I lived in Virginia Beach, I, you know, because he's from Maryland, so he played in that area a lot, which I was so grateful for. But there was one show, it was this big, big, big club called the Boathouse, which was an old converted boathouse on the, Whatever river runs through Norfolk, I can't remember I, I used to live down, I used to actually live down in Alexandria. I can't remember either. Old. <laughs> right. But anyways, he's, show's about to start, and I'm right up front, you know, with my elbows on the stage waiting for Roy to come. And there's like a little bit of a commotion behind me, and these two big monster biker guys were pushing these two guys in wheelchairs, apparently Vietnam vets. So I'm short, but I'm not that short. I said, you guys can get in front of me. And, you know, I, you guys aren't, but the guys in the chairs can. So, okay, cool. They were like, oh, thankful. And, yeah, all right. They were fucked up out of their minds, <laughs> I discovered. <laughs> Anyways, Roy starts playing, going into the song, and these guys are just losing their shit, man. <laughs> and I'm, like, like just, like, waiting. Something's going to happen. 
and he started playing Sunshine of Your Love as an instrumental, and the guy gave him his Purple Heart, and Roy oh. started playing with it and went to give it back, and the guy's like, no, no, you keep it, and Roy's like, Oh, I can't, man. I can't, man. He gave it back, and I was like, wow, that was really cool. They keep playing. Now these guys are in such a frenzy. They're hurling themselves, well, trying to hurl themselves out of the seat onto the <laughs> <Jeez>. stage. <laughs> and this they keep missing and falling back and jumping and falling back, and I'm fucking dying. And I'll never forget the look on Roy Buchanan's face when he looked up and saw what was going on. It was priceless. This look of like awe and terror. <laughs> and then the bouncers come and these two big monsters get into it. And there's this, you know, big, big fist fight. And I'm like, oh, my God. And Roy's just playing like. And who says instrumentals don't have the power exactly. to reach people? Well, anyways, they got removed. And after the show and the lights come up. Amidst all the broken plastic beer cups, there's a, a half full colostomy bag laying around. Oh, God. <laughs> I don't think I ever saw anything that topped that. Ever. No, I always tell people, anybody, we've told the story before. If my friends seen them, one time we went to go see Ryan Adams play at a festival. Yeah. They told some of my friends, like, okay, if you're going to go, this guy's kind of a case, so you don't know what you're going to get. Right. So we go down there. Four songs in, he looks around, he says, no, I haven't taken my meds for three days, and he walks off stage. <laughs> Jesus. So he's like one of those guys that was like hit and miss. I think I've seen him since then. You think he's better now, but you never knew you what never you were going to get. Yeah, kind of like Jerry Lee Lewis. I've always said the oh, I've story from Jerry Lee Lewis. Is Everyone great. has a Jerry well, Lee Lewis. Well, Greg Townsend, story. you know, Greg at yeah. all. Yeah, of course. He said that Eddie Angel went down, there was a museum. He's got, he made his house a museum. In okay, Nashville, so that. so Eddie's like, "What the heck is he? What's you know going to do this?" So he goes, he pays, he goes in, he's go walking. Around. There's Jerry Lee on a power mower cutting his lawn, and he, <laughs> he waves to him. And Jerry Lee, <laughs> and for all of you out there, I was just giving the famous <laughs> salute. But he's a guy I read about. I'd be a little legitimately scared of. Yeah, he might pull out a gun. And there are some badasses yeah. who seem like it, but they're not. But he seems like legit. Yeah, yeah. He's well, would the be kind worth, of guy I, that would put a cap in your ass if you pissed him off. Or George worth, Jones, because you ever hear that ooh, there were 120 George. Jones boys over the years because he went off, I guess, like he'd be shooting his gun off. Or the one time at the Opry, he's drinking, drinking, comes on stage, walks across stage, leaves, and the, the crowd attacks the Jones boys. <laughs> None of you guys ever got attacked across that ride, I hope. Nah. No, Even no. Dennis. <laughs> maybe, I don't know, maybe previously. I did, I did get banned from a really shitty biker bar in Norfolk, though. That <laughs> <laughs> was pretty amazing. This place was a toilet. I don't think I've ever you guys are never playing here again. Oh, was that, what was, like, that, was that the worst one? Remember, like in terms of being in there? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Anything yeah. Blues Brothers style where they had the chicken wire up? No, unfortunately, <laughs> oh. I, I would have loved to see some wire. Chicken wire? I think I just missed that. I that do period. know, like New Math opened for the Dam at some place in Walt Scotts or something in Syracuse. Yeah. They massive bottled them. Oh, wow. Not the Dam. I mean the place. Man, right. excuse me. Oh. It's live. Leave me alone. It's early. My dog had to take a shit early in the morning. I'm tired. Yeah, it's all right. <laughs> yeah, I've seen... Who's... Oh, the, there was a band actually from Pittsburgh, the Iron City House Rockers. Iron City House from Rockers. From the 70s. They were just like a straight-up bar, bluesy <clears throat> rock band. Well, that... 
I went to see Ozzy on his first tour when he went solo, the Blizzard of Oz at the Odd, and the opening act was Motorhead. Wow. Who I've already been into for a few years getting their imports, and I hadn't seen them yet. And I'm just losing it. Wow, fucking Motorhead, man. Well, at the last minute, the guy comes on stage. Motorhead will not be here tonight, but we bring you from Pittsburgh, the Iron City House Rockers. And they were good, but... They were like, you know... But it wasn't Motorhead. It wasn't Motorhead. And it wasn't Ozzy. Especially when the expectation has been built up for Motorhead. Exactly. And that's always the feeling these... when you get so psyched. So psyched and it's like... So right. They're, they're already put in a losing situation. Right. And those poor bastards. People were throwing everything. Money, like coins, bottles. I remember these big dudes were trying to rip the chairs out of the yard. Remember they broke it <laughs> <Yeah>. down? <laughs> They got the, through three songs and said, fuck this. <laughs> that was my most, that goes to my most embarrassing concert moment. It was a Scorpion show at the War Memorial. I went down, I got my legs stuck in a chair, and there's all these stoners. <laughs> and literally, <laughs> and the, hey, the dude's stuck. And while these guys are doing this, I, my friend said, there, some guy had ripped the telephone off the thing, a wall, hit him in the head with it. <laughs> and those are the great old days where you would lift up the lights and the cloud of pot smoke right, would be going right, around. Right. The guys in front of us are storing coke, and they're like looking at us. Because I saw Ozzy on Diary, and we just missed Randy Rhodes by a couple weeks. Oh. It was literally the day before Easter, and turned out Bernie Torme was the guitarist. Brad Gillis was in the back room listening. But we missed Randy by two weeks, and Ozzy had a really bad cold, and he hung a dwarf. <laughs> yeah, he hung a dwarf during his Diary show. That yeah, wow. seems right. Well, you're not allowed to bowl with him anymore, so... <laughs> <laughs> you gotta do something, right? Did they outlaw dwarf pulling or is it dwarf tossing? Yeah, I think probably both. One of the questions like, okay, are you ever gonna incorporate dwarfs in your act? You never know. Like Spinal Tap doing the little Stonehenge thing. I actually, I, I, we did talk about this. I oh, swear great. to God, me and, me and my drummer, I always wanted like a, a cool dwarf guitar caddy. <laughs> Come out dressed like a you know golf caddy with the knickers and the hat, oh! and he'd bring me out my guitars to check. <laughs> but we gotta find one, you know, that would that, that would put up with it, and that would be funny. Yeah, that was my brilliant idea. I, I forgot all about that. Thanks. Oh, great! Now when I see this at one of your shows, yeah, no, it's, like, like, it's this guy's fault. He I drive one out. <laughs> no. Well, one of the things I like to ask too about me, I don't think you get asked this question enough. It, it's <laughs> Equipment use. Is there something like, especially for guitar, anything you think works better? Like, what do you use for a guitar, bass, oh, sound? I'm, I am a gear fucking nut, man. Two, it's got to be a tube amp for me. It's stripped down and less bullshit, the better. Um, I, you know, I, I discovered that you can't use big monster amps anymore. Um, Sound guys and the club owners and even the audience know, oh, it's too loud. <laughs> so I've been weaning down to smaller and smaller amps because you can crank them up, get that tube overdrive, and not clear the joint I'd out. I'd say that from your shows, I've been to some loud shows in my time. Yours are not, well, I think yours have got good tempo in that. I've never had the, no, I'm going to die at this one. I don't know. We, we had this horrible reputation. Whereas, like, should I say, like, a band like last week, like Fox 45, my pals are, uh, <laughs> I could hear for a day afterwards after those bands were playing and I had earplugs. Wow. 
Well, we started our first couple of shows like that, but um, we want to get them asked back. So, <laughs> well, some of them. I mean, I've one of the loudest bands I've ever heard besides Motorhead. Number two, the Ramones at U of R one time were really, the really, really And I was bad. really crocked on vodka and lemonade, so it's an iffy. But one of the ones that got me in the day, back in the days, I'm old, back was the, the Reverend Horton Heat. Oh, yeah. He was blasting really loud. And it's not, and that was probably the PA, because he used his vintage-type amps, too. So yeah, sometimes it's the sound guy. just <clears throat> Like when we play the bug jar, we're loud as fuck. Fuck. But that's the sound guy with the PA. Well, In no, most places we play, I always tell the guy, don't even mic my amp. No, we had we the one, it. it's like one of our high school things, we called ourselves Feedback because we had these freaking amps that blew and all they did was feedback. <laughs> so I remember taking this $15 amp to like a music store down in Greece. Go, this David Lee Roth clone comes on, I figure I get five bucks or whatever. Goes out, play the, <laughs> play some mash. Uh, I'm going to give you $75. <laughs> that store's not in business anymore. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, I wonder why. But that was always fun, the old garage bands in the day. Like, just to have fun. I think that's the whole point. Thing When you see one of your shows, it's fun. We have You're a not, blast. like, you know, talking all this crazy stuff or being like Bono saving the camels the, or whatever. For the right. starving children. Well, who gives it's a shit sta- what I say to begin with? And, Some you know, people. we're old. You know, we missed the boat. And at this point, it's all about just doing what we love and that's what I try having to, fun. That's what I try to tell everyone. And I've been around, I've never played, obviously, but I've been around music for a long, long time. You got to have fun. Yeah. And otherwise, you, what's the point? Yeah. It's like, really is. It's like one of those things. Especially, I mean, you know, if, if I was like serious and wanted to make a lot of money, I sure as hell wouldn't have started an instrumental garage band. <laughs> I'd join the tribute circus. <laughs> Which I still don't fucking get. No, we don't. There used to be the thing about rock. The thing about rock. I'm sorry. Did you ever see the doc tribute? No. There's one. Oh, it's called tribute. You could find. Oh, the, I'm looking for it. The one guy. It. The one guy is so sad because there's a Kiss band on there, and number one, literally the Gene guy goes insane, tries to burn his house down. He got too bad into the demon character. Oh my god. So they get this. So they go to audition people. So they get this guy coming. He's this doofus. He's, t- he's like, I get to live my dream. And, and he's just going on. He's trying to make all these stupid faces. And these guys are like, oh, goodness. And then they're talking among. You see him packing up and going away. And they go, that guy sucks. But it's called tribute. And it's the whole idea of, like, these bands. Right. But the only one I used to follow is my friend Pat Barry's when they would come around with Crazy Train. And well, ter- you have a friend that's yeah. different. And but. the thing was, was what it was neat for us was because it was a bunch of guys I knew for years from college. We never really got to get together, but we'd always make sure when they would play to come in. And then Pat really didn't even, he wasn't really into it. He was doing it to put his son through college. After he was done, he went to, he does his blues and stuff. But I don't get them. Yeah, I don't get it. And what bothers me these days, you'll see these bands that they're, I would never pay probably even 10 bucks for one of these things. They're charging like 50 bucks. I know. And they're getting all the gigs, and I'm sitting here scratching my head going, what the fuck? I think sometimes it's just people want music to drink to, maybe. Oh, yeah. It's you like know, comfort food. Yeah. Yeah. Comfort I food. Do know f- and it's like just soundtrack, you know. Yeah, and it's familiar, and it, it feels good. Because I do And have, that's not rock and roll, no, man. No. I do have friends who... They will do these to make the bucks, but then their side projects, what they really enjoy. Right, yeah. right. You know, but we don't have them half as much. Every week, we used to always have all these kind of wacky cover bands yeah. coming. By out. day, the jo- the John Bon Jovi tribute band. By the weekend, what I'm actually passionate about. 
See, I never could do that. I could never... I, I don't enjoy playing guitar that much, I guess. That if I'm not 100% into it, I'd rather just say fuck No, and it. you could tell. I've seen bands like that where the musicians have been... You know they're good. But you could see it's like, ah, three hours of this crap. I just need the money. I'm not, right. I'm just here. Right. I decided uh, I'd rather dig ditches. Which I, which I did. Well, the world does need ditch diggers. I was damn good at it. In my time, I could dig a ditch, boy. And I, I used to operate the Arkansas backhoe. Ooh. That's a shovel. Yeah, oh. I was going to say, I, I've heard that term before. I'll, prefer, I'll preface this thing by saying I hate this question, but I'll ask it. Oh, I always, no, you got to ask I always, no. I always hate the, oh, if you were on a desert island, what would, I'd say, I'd want a fucking cell phone or something to get myself off the island, yeah. and I wouldn't have power in the first that's, place. That's exactly. What, what are some of your essential albums? I'll put it not one because I don't believe in no. that. Depends what day. I'd need a crate. Um, offhand, I don't know. I, I couldn't pick a Link Ray album. It would have to be like a greatest hits because my mind and my head would explode. But the pirates out of their skulls. Um, Johnny Kid, right? The, right? the reformed when the, oh. the after kid died, the uh, I gotta pick this up. I oh my Jesus, these guys were fucking great. The bass player, there was a trio. It was the bass player, the drummer, and their guitar player Mick Green, who's like one of the most underrated guitar gods. And they reformed like right at the height of the punk explosion. Yeah, these three middle aged guys, <laughs> and they were doing like basically Johnny Kid music, but just. You know, full throttle, pedal to the metal. I've also known, have you ever played in a Rocky Billy band? Oh, yeah. Oh, now, is it true? I've heard there's a rumor. If you're in there, somebody comes around, and you have to sign a contract, you have to cover Shaking All Over once. No. I no. swear, every band I've ever known know. is a Rock Billy that's played Shaking All Over. We jammed Plus, on it a Head couple Cat, of weeks one ago. One of my favorite bands, speaking of Lemmy, the Headcat. Yeah, the Headcat. Yeah, it all makes but sense. But everybody does that one, though. Yeah, we just jammed on it a couple of weeks ago just for shits and giggles. I don't, I don't know if I've ever heard an instrumental version of it. That would be easy to do, I think. So. Oh, yeah, I know it in my But city. everybody, it's like, here it comes. Yep, yep. <laughs> I, saw Todd, I saw Todd Kratz's band a while ago, Rockabilly Riot. Yeah. Rockus Riot. Okay, almost done. Yeah, they, I was going to say they do it. Cause I'm friends with their uh, guitar player. Well, I know all of them, but... Glenn, the, the guitarist, who's amazing, he uh, builds pedals on the side, yeah. and he's starting amps. He uh, custom-made a pedal I've always wanted. Oh, that's awesome. I have, so I have my own signature pedal, and we're working on number two. Yeah. So, like some pointers to the craftsman. Who writes songs about their cat and about cutting the grass? Oh, mowing the lawn. That was and 18 one. Pounds of Hate, which is about his cat. It's <laughs> a big fucking cat. Yeah. But that's cool when somebody's listening. Oh, wow, this is deep. This is serious. Dudes, it's about my cat. Yeah. <laughs> 18 pounds of hate. What is he talking about? The combined weight of his brain. No, I have and to pick heart. that up. No, and speaking cat. of music and everything, one of the big things we have to let everybody know and they have to tune in is you have a really cool radio show. Oh, uh-huh, yeah. The Rock and Roll Rumble. Rock and Roll Rumble. I had to write it down because I can't remember shit even if I listen to it. <laughs> Dude, I have notes when I do my radio show. Yeah. A little, just like a sentence, but it's like, yeah, if I don't write it down, who knows what's going to happen in two hours, but. Um, yeah, I'm on uh, WRFZ, which is 106.3 FM. It's a low-power low station, but we stream live at rochesterfreeradio.com. And I'm on Saturdays from 1 to 3. Armin's on from 3 to 5, so it's a nice 
Nice mixture. Never play his Armin Schauber at his dead. Is that one thing he has? What's it called? Armin Schauber steals. Yeah, steals. That was the band. Yeah. I don't know. I've never heard him play it. I think he's a little too humble. I used to actually. like when I was a kid. So that was the big thing for me. Was there was a treat? You would go down. My dad would take me to Empire Comics. Yeah. Then I would go to House of Guitars and get lost. Yeah. The thing was, you'd go in there, and they, that's when I liked to hit all the shirts too. Right. All the all the rock shirts. They go in there and basically if you spend could, the day. Yeah, I got like I found Iron Maiden smoke because Iron Maiden was my metal band in the eighties. But you just find everything, and then it was like this great carnival funhouse. Yeah, yeah. It's just yeah. When I we moved from Henrietta to Brighton, when I was like in my not quite sixteen. And I discovered I could take a bus downtown and then go to Titus Avenue. Yep. That was it, man. Yep. You spend the whole fucking day thumbing through records. And, and that's what I used to do too. Is like it was hit or miss sometime, but they didn't cost as much. And I would just if I saw a cover that was cool, the Pirates. Yeah, that I kept well, walking sometimes by. Sometimes you pay the price. I did get an Atomic Rooster album because of that. Oh, I like them. You, do? you don't like them? I just I'll try it again, but yeah, they were. Pretty fucking heavy. <laughs> yeah, and they were. Talk about psychotic, man. Yeah, a, a Rooster. I, okay, that one's getting checked out later. I play them on my show. Yeah, yeah. But I found Box of Frogs, which was the yard. Yeah, actually, I the had Yard that. Birds. I yeah. got two albums, and it's basically the Yard Birds without the dudes that are dead. Right, and a bunch of guests. Yeah, Rory Gallagher. Page, yep. Yeah. Yeah, I've played that on my show yeah, I, last yeah, What are you year. going, what is the format? I mean, I've listened to it. The so format is tell. anything that I deem fucking cool. <laughs> <laughs> my, 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 my tagline is everything from Buck Owens to Budgie, Muddy Waters to Motorhead, Johnny Cash, Johnny Winters, and Johnny Thunders. Well, that's like, to me, too, with Buck Owens, one of the dirtiest songs ever written that he snuck, snuck in, Who's Gonna Mow Your Front Lawn? <laughs> <laughs> And I keep when people play that you don't get what he's talking yep. about. He Gee, was incredible. I, well, I love Buckus. I love all that old country. Yeah. I never because I was one of those dudes. I would go to Lakeshore Record Exchange and I Lake have a Slayer Shore. album on top and a Hank Williams album on yep. the bottom. And I'd always ask them what came Hank in. Williams. I love Hank Williams. Yeah, he was the original uh, Live Fast Die Young. Yes. <laughs> but yeah, that's that's that. my show, man. If it's like cool shit, I don't care what genre it is. <laughs> If I really like it and, you know, get the hairs standing up on the back yeah. of your neck. And that's what I think makes a good radio show, too, is that passion where you're not just, ah, oh, here's air supply. Right, Here's right. this. You have to buy this. It's number one, and we've got a bag of Cheetos to play it. You know, you find <laughs> something you find something you really like, and you, I think passion sells it, too, because to me, I call them gateway drugs. Like I, I know I call them gateway drugs because you go up, like you get your first Niccolo album or something. Okay, I'm going to go down this way. Right. But for me, Captain Beefheart of all things. Yeah. And you start exploring, and you go from here and here and here. Then that's how I think you find all this stuff. Yeah. Well, that, that's one of the reasons I wanted to do a show, which once I actually this was not my idea at all. I just kind of fell into it. And well, that was the same for us. We were just walking by one day, and some guy goes, you're going to go do this podcast. So we figured, really? you know, why not? Yeah, well, that's know, what happened with the One of the things we did, show. too, is we just wanted to do, we figured we're not as bad as someone, as good as some. We want to just have people, stuff I like, because, you know, I'm around all the local music and art right, a lot. Right. And I want to promote stuff and tell people, go to damn concerts around here. I yeah. tell so many people, oh, the band sounds really good. Well, they got to eat, you know, dudes. You know, <laughs> buy their show. You know, go to the shows, buy stuff. Right, right. Buy the merch. 
You know, if it's free, buy Dennis a Coke or something. <laughs> <laughs> Contribute to his bubblegum supply. Oh, my God. <laughs> That's why Greg, Greg Prevost got it the one time, that one gig he did, because he was talking about wanting bubblegum for Christmas. Yeah. Some dude had, like, a big bag thing. Talk to That's what Dennis has in his gear box. Yep, I see. <laughs> he pops, like, four at a time, man. He's like a cow. Oh, I, now I, I, I feel I, I, better, because I thought he had, like, a impacted tooth the no. one time. <laughs> <laughs> I did. I thought, I, but all I could think of was like years ago, my one of my aunts died when I was a kid, and my uncle Walter was in the seventies. It was that the funeral it wasn't funny, but when you're a kid, right? He had, funny. he had the thing. He had one of those damn things wrapped around his head. It looked like a deranged bunny. Oh, oh like the old yeah, the old three, yeah. The old three But that's I swear, <laughs> I swear, it's like I looked at, yeah. I looked, I looked at Dennis one time. How is he playing? He's got to have like an infection. Yeah. <laughs> no. Oh, that's uh that's when you say Dennis, you gotta sing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Playing with the mumps. Oh man, that's hysterical. <laughs> <laughs> but how's now there's a big fundraiser coming up, isn't there? Yes. And <coughs> uh June 9th, it's Sunday, jamming at the Jetty, which is a club at the Port of Rochester, the Jetty. It's actually really nice. How is it? I haven't been to that. I went yet. there to check it out, see how big it was, because I got volunteered to get too together. classy for the gig. Well, yeah, Jeff, <laughs> one of, one of the, the uh, station managers, because I always joke on air that I'm dancing naked during my show playing air guitar. He said, "Yeah, it's a classy joint. You gotta keep your pants on this time." So, Aww. Well, yeah. well you heard the, Have you ever heard the Pendulette thing about when he negotiates with his agent? He does it naked under his swastika because the idea is, whenever you're negotiating, make sure you have something the other person doesn't know. <laughs> so you do your show naked? No, I like to say I am, oh. and you know I make a joke that my ass is sticking to the chair, and you know all I got on is my red pumas. Yeah, damn so take off your clothes, turn the fucking volume up, but, and play naked more, air guitar. I mean, this is a really good cause for the station. And everything. Who's going to be there? What's it going to be entailing? It, it's actually it's a small one. It's not like the, the big I square one. It's um, from 3 to 7, Sunday the 9th, like I said. And it's just uh, show ninth hosts. Sunday 9th of 1 again? What? 9th of what? Make sure 9th of 1. 9th of June, I'm oh, sorry. Well, I don't... You could have said it in the way I, my brain is. <laughs> well, if your brain is that yeah. way, someone else's is going to be. Yeah. So, probably mine. But it's mostly... No, it's all uh, just show hosts that play. So, Dave Pauls who has a show. He's like an acoustic folk singer, singer-guitarist guy. Deb Mangone, who's, you know, huge. Um, we have an Elvis guy that does an Elvis show. He does, like, sings Elvis stuff to karaoke. I have to just go on one of my weird tangents. Have you ever seen Dred Zeppelin? No, they, I, I they, know who they are. They played at Backstreet's one time. You have to understand, this is... A band that has an Elvis guy called Tord Elvis, right. <laughs> who sings Led Zeppelin to reggae in Elvis's style. Yeah, they were really good. I remember. I would have saw. I never saw them. Sorry, but I just had to do. The, go on, continue. And then us closing the show, the Tombstone Hands. Yeah. And there's going to be raffles and auctions, and you know we're hoping people come and donate because. And- Come on, show that you've listened to this and go into that by giving Dennis a piece of gum. Yeah, please. Gum but, and money. We need money. And how money. can you get, can you just go online, get tickets now? No, it's on? free. Oh. Just go in. We, we're hoping people donate 10 bucks. Yeah. But uh, no, you just got to show up at 3 o'clock. $10 and, would be better. I don't know what you would be able to do with all those deer. 
And it's yeah, it's a good cause. I mean, we're you know we're one of those not-for-profit stations, and I love doing the fucking radio. So please and don't let it cool go down the toilet. Is. Yeah, I mean that's the cool stuff though. That's where because people were playing what they really really like. Yeah, and you know we have a lot of talk shows. Um, some are syndicated national shows. Some yeah. are local. We have a really cool show today. Rock the Rock, that's three hours of just local music, music, and they bring bands out to talk, um, maybe play acoustically. I've I've been on it as a guest. I've been on it as a pinch hit host, but it almost didn't come out. <laughs> pinch hit host. That's um, good. They call you up. Now in the batter's box. Yeah, yeah. Hey, can you fill in? I, I can't make it. Yeah, absolutely, man. That's awesome, though. Yeah. But- but I think great having you on this. Thanks fun. so Lots much, man. Now, yeah. the thing is, too, we're all about plug uh, your the promotions, the plugs, yeah. not the hair plugs for us guys. Me neither. Hey, well, hey. him, too. Well. You know, and that's one thing I'll ask before we leave, because you you don't look younger than us. You look older than us. But, <laughs> <laughs> but I was going to say for you at your age. Yes. And this is one question I want to ask. Wait, like, wait, I, what I, is your age? Don't say it. No, no, I am, wait, what year is it? 37. Ah, you're still a kid. Yeah. I'm 25, but. Anyways, <laughs> it's my show. I can say what I want. That's true. But anyways, one thing I did want to, before we, we get you out of here, one thing I was going to ask for you in terms, I grew up with this like Steve did, so I was really, what about you, for instance, like this type of stuff? Did you, do you enjoy it? Where'd you oh, find yeah. it? No, I grew up, because uh, my dad had a work acquaintance, um, we called him Gator, and he would make mixtapes of like doo-wop and Motown and stuff like that, and that, and I grew up listening to that in the car with my dad when I was going to school. So I grew up like, you know, even back into the fifties, like, you know, Speedo and the Cadillacs. And yeah. The Platter, yeah. Yeah. You know, all those guys. So I did that. The first real instrumentals I ever heard, honestly, was uh, Dick Dale and the surf music. Right. And I was just like, Man, this is cool. <laughs> and I thought it, I, it his, really was a cool factor for me was by a mistaken identity where my Dad and my grandmother were still huge into Lawrence Welk, and there's a guy called Dick Dale on Lawrence Welk. Oh, well, so I thought, wow, <laughs> wow, Dick Star, he's really cool. He plays with Lawrence Welk but, too. I mean, who doesn't like Lawrence Welk? He had two really early Fender Strat endorsers. Yeah, Jet Neil Laveau or something. <laughs> there were two guys. There's just YouTube stuff of him doing Pipeline. Yeah. Yeah. Wonderful, wonderful, yeah. wonderful. And I have to say, yeah, one of my most pri- one of my most prized possessions <laughs> ever. Well, he's a cross between Liberace and the devil. I always say that. Lawrence? Yeah. Oh, play it, Lawrence. (laughs) But I always say, one of my, I'm not really big, I figure if you play it, it doesn't matter if it's on a piece of paper, if you play it. It's record's a record. I enjoy getting them. But one of my prized possessions, somehow I have a 45 of Link Ray doing Batman. A 45? Yeah. Dude, that'd be pretty awesome. And I love that. That's like one of my, that's one of my holy grails right there. Yeah. That's cool, but now that's why we do it. Forty-five. Yeah. But now, go on. How do we get your? Batman. How do we get your stuff? How do we? Yeah. Where are you playing at soon, too? Um, actually, our next gig. This is so cool. I'm a huge New York Dolls fan, and we have a gig at the Mohawk the day before that benefit for our station. It's a benefit for Sylvain Sylvain, oh. who's one of the two remaining guys left, and he has really, really bad cancer, oh. and he needs like a big, major operation. So some. Of the cooler musicians in Buffalo got together and said, let's do a benefit. 
and they asked us, the only non-Buffalo band. And for those oh. of you who don't, the Mohawks sort of like a semi-legendary club right. in Buffalo on East Mohawk. We've been by it a right. lot. by it many Mohawks times. I've actually seen Hawkwind there a bunch of times. Really? Yeah. They played there last wow. year, Hawk, yeah. Hawk How did I not know that? They played there like, because they, they played the Bug Jar, you know, that a couple of years. I mean, I might be goofing Nick, up years. What's Nick Turner did? Yeah. Yeah, he's he's Nick Turner, though. Yeah, but this Hawkwind. is Hawkwind. This is Hawkwind played the Mohawk. It was Hawkwind. Yeah, it was, because uh, it didn't say Nick Turner was Hawkwind. Well, because I remember, I don't know if you know Paulie. either. He comes, he's this dude, comes to all these shows. Oh, yeah, Paulie. Yeah. But Paulie. He, yeah. He comes with the straight kid check. And yep. he's like, He loves our, he's seen our band so Well, so times. does Mark. <laughs> you got the endorsement of him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah. Paul's this guy, been, uh, but he, he'll give me the info on the scoop and everything. He's like, oh, you know, Hawkwind's coming to Mohawk. Oh, wow. Fuck. I haven't seen them. I saw them in Cleveland when I first moved back up here in late 89. Well, I know. If I see her, they're playing. I will message yeah, you. I will tell definitely. you. Because I miss these shows. It's like Alex Cote, wherever you are. I miss Danger Bird again because I found out the next damn day. <laughs> I love that when I get like things I like I just this. met him. Oh, yeah, I know. I'm the... good friends with Alex. Oh, yeah. he's a great guy. Yeah, yeah. he uh, played at that Link Ray yeah. birthday yeah, show. Yeah, How did that go? Oh, it was amazing. I, and I was like, I would never get asked to do those birthday things, yeah. so this was just like so cool. And I was the oldest guy, which kind of was cool too. Well, and I know Trevor Lake played it there. Yeah, Greg. he was the host, yeah. and he put together a band. And these guys just had the Raymond down to a T, the early sound. Yeah. So I definitely toned down my shit to fit in, and uh, you know we didn't do the songs the way the Tombstone Hands do it. It was really an amazing night. Yeah. It's... And I met Alex, yeah. and he just actually came to see us. Well, he didn't come to see us. He was just, at on Mother's Day, we, we did a we do a brunch once a month yeah. there. And we call it the Rock and Roll Brunch at the Rose and Crown on Monroe Avenue. And he just happened to show up, and I was like, hey, hey, hey. And, you know, he watched us. So, yeah, we just, you know, started talking. Yeah. And yeah, I love those when I find out the show like the day after. Yeah. It's happened more than Story once. Story of my life. That's when I was like, oh, come on. Yeah. And a lot of them are in Buffalo. <laughs> yeah. 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 But that was awesome. Right? That show was really the Link Ray tribute. Yeah, it was really, it wasn't as big a turnout as I would have thought with all these guest guitar players. But it was still, that uh, someone just had the foresight to, yeah. to do and it. What I dig again, like Trevor, like he's now he's in the high rise, televisionary, his own band. Yeah. and everything. But I dig again, he's now that he's a young guy who just digs his music. And I love that because somebody's got to carry it on. Yeah, yeah, and he's very talented and a, yeah. and a nice dude. And he's a really good fit for the high risers, too, which I'm glad of. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, I was, I was very flattered and honored, actually. It re really meant a lot to be involved in that. It's cool. Hopefully, we'll do another one. I'm, that's what we were talking about. They asked me, you know, yeah, next year. I'm like, fucking A, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> hey, right. Everything. That'll be awesome. We'll make yeah. sure we promote that on yeah. here and everything else. But So, how's your album? How do you get to this album? It's Believe it or not, it's called Instrumental Rock and Roll. What's, what's on your blues, jazz? A little bit of everything. <laughs> Truth and advertising. You know, it's just us. It's all live stuff. It just... I actually put together a CD... We did a lot of live record because I love live music. That's my thing. And even if we went in the studio, we'd still cut it live. So we just recorded a zillion shows. And a couple of years ago, just for shits and giggles, 
I went through all of them and picked out the best rumble, the best rawhide, the best this, and made it just a CD for me. And Dennis has been yapping about putting something <laughs> out so, you know, we, we can make our mark that we existed. And I said, oh, you should hear the CD. And he loved it. And uh, I admit, and I don't. We cleaned it up a little. I well, admit I know nothing about this really, but I never got, though when you're in the studio cutting down one part the other, I just like the idea of playing live like yeah. that. Like, just screw it. We're going to rip it. We're not going to have the dude singing. Yeah, that doesn't matter. And especially this stuff. And because a lot of what we do, well, yeah, mostly is improvised. All yeah. my guitar leads, there might be like a, if it's like a famous song, I'll quote part of it. And I might know the beginning and the end, but... 95% of the time, I'm just like winging it. So you can't do that isolated because they have to hear me and watch and me and follow you'll me. You'll see, and you want to check this band. They are really, really fun. Every show starts with Rumble. Every show starts with Rumble. And we go from there. <laughs> yeah, basically. Yeah. But yeah. Do we, now how can they get this? Can you just grab it at a show, obviously? We have it shows. Um, Pay for it, though. Don't go just grab check it. Okay. Them, check out the Tombstone Hands on Facebook. Make sure it's the Tombstone Hands. Dennis is in charge of all that stuff. Click on the link and it'll be He's, he's the business us. guy. I'm the music. And Paying cash. Don't I'm the artist guy. Yeah, yeah. So, and now we were going to play a track from here. You want to play this, Lipstick Killers? Yeah, I think, I think they have it also at Record Archive, too. Yeah, um, yeah this is an original that I made up to uh, celebrate the New York Dolls. So we'll definitely be playing this at the, the Sylvain benefit. And it's my way of thanking Johnny and Syl and the boys for just, you know, ruining my life, making me a oh, yeah. degenerate drug addict rock and roller. But <laughs> someone had to do it. Right. I stepped in. So Had you gone down the route of listening to the Osmonds instead, who, who would have known? Yeah. But cool. Very good. But you're welcome back anytime. Yeah, thanks, Come man. on back. Everything. Hope you had fun. And I had a great time. And and go check out play... that gig on the 9th. This will be up in plenty of time for you guys at, to see it. Yep. The and Jetty, Port of Rochester. And we'll have the all Jetty, this up and everything. Rochester. And hopefully we still this. But we're going to have tombs, the Tombstone the Tombstone. There you go. That was, that was one of my rules when we started the band. We open with Rumble, and our <laughs> band has to be a the. <laughs> but it's Lipstick Killers theme, which is not the. It's just Lipstick Killers right. theme. Very cool. And thanks a lot. And we have to go pull the dragster over and... and Get a couple Cokes or something, or what do you drink? I'm a Coke classic f addict, actually, yeah. Yeah, a friend of mine, I used to get her classic Coke for Bert, and I always used to tell friends, because he liked the bottle Coke, and I would yeah. tell friends, oh, yeah, I get her, I get her, I'm her Coke, I get her a Coke, and they'd be looking at me, no. The Mexican Coke <laughs> with cane sugar? Oh, that's man, that the bomb. Stuff. Oh, yeah. that's awesome, but cool, and have a Coke and a smile, and they won't give us any money for that, but we'll say it anyway. That's okay, yet, but, they own the But world. we're going to pull over, and thanks a lot, man, and mm -hmm. here you go, rock Thank on. Thank you. Thanks, guys. Uh -huh.